there. You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. My name's Trisha. How do you say no? I mean, people ask you to do stuff all the time. No. <laughs> That's I, how you say that it. That was no. good. I'm terrible at this, y'all. Can I Me just go ahead and say it? We're going to be talking about knowing no yes. when to say no. No yes. Yeah, no yes. <laughs> because here's what I think. Um, a long time ago, I don't know why I, I think this, but a long time ago when people would ask me to do something, and it still happens today, it happened this week, um, people would ask me to do things and I would think, if they thought enough of me to ask me, then why wouldn't I say yes? And then I get so stinking tired and burned out and I'm cranky and I think, why do I say yes to all this stuff? Like none of this is what I want to do and like you start to resent that <laughs> I am the case study in what <laughs> when you say yes to everything because I don't know my own personal limits and the load that I have to mm. carry so you are not alone okay yeah, you are not. not alone y'all were just looking no. at me and I thought okay maybe maybe I'm, this is like a personal counseling oh, session just okay. thinking absolutely I do the exact same thing someone yeah. asked me to do something I'm so complimented I say yes yeah. without regard and I don't even stop to think about it and that is the problem I don't stop to pray about it and yeah. that is the real problem I know yeah. I also know that I mean there's there's like that FOMO the fear of missing out oh yeah you know, sure. I want to say yes because there's so much good stuff in the end Yes. Yeah. There's so much beauty in yeah. the yes. Yeah. There's so much love and joy and fun in the yes. See, and fun. And yeah. then you'll like me. And there's so much right. being liked no. oh, in, the, in the yes. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why Ooh. this, because I read this quote, it was on Pinterest or somewhere. And they said, the price of anything is the amount of life that you're willing to exchange for it. Mm. And I didn't like that. Like the price of your yes is the amount of life that you're exchanging for it. When you when you put it in those terms, I was like, I'm saying no to everything. And then somebody asked me, oh, will you do this? I'm like, oh, yes, I sure, would love to. <laughs> yes. Even though I have two other things that day, mm-hmm. I still said yes. And I was like, oh, my word. And it's supposed to be my day off. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why do I do yeah. that? And so I want us to get to the heart of that. And I think you've already hit at it. I do, too. I wrote that down, too. Did you write? No, then, I didn't write it down. I wrote down, then you'll like me. Yeah. Then you'll Was like that me. it? Yes. 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 And you'll value me. Right. That's where I and found my I value. if I don't, you won't like me. Right. Is my fear. But yes. And, and you it's won't value me. Value. Mm. Well, I think it, it speaks to, to the value of someone in that we're needed. Because mm-hmm. I think we all want to feel needed. Sure. We all want to. We all. Yes. We all want to feel needed. But there's that. There's a line between the um, I want to feel useful yeah, I want to feel uh, yeah. needed, and wow. that's how where my identity is. And all of a sudden, there's pride wrapped up in that, and uh, all you know, down self. Yeah, congratulations. Yes. and all of that. Yes. Look wow. At, look at what a good person I am because I said yes to all these things. Right. Yeah. Needed, valued, liked. identity pride i'm the busiest person in the whole wide world which must mean i'm the most well-liked person in the whole wide world people love me i know that's the that's the fear we get into the i can't not be busy because then that means nobody wants me to be part of their team and if nobody wants me to be part of their team then i'm not valued Mm, but i don't think about that in the moment i don't you know it seems so simple 
Can you do this thing? Or do you want to be part of this thing? Sure. But I'm not realizing when I dig down deep that that there is some really deep seated insecurities there. Yeah. For me, I know that's what it all is. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. So um, Kelly and I were talking the other day um, about a, a statement that came up in both of our her Sunday school class and my Sunday sermon about you don't drift towards holiness. Mm-hmm. You only drift away from God. And I'd never Truth. thought of it. I never heard it put that way. But I think what I'm realizing the older I get is if if my intentions aren't set, then I will say yes to everything because and, and I mm. usually say yes more when I'm tired mm. because I'm tired. It's easier. Yeah. It's and it's easier to say yes. Yeah. Than it is no. And and I always feel like I have to provide a reason why I'm saying no. Yes. Which correct. takes more energy than saying yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's and we live in a in a culture that busy is the new skinny, I, I think, you know, 100 percent. Right. Like, yes, I've not talked to anybody in the last two years. And I've said, hey, how you doing? They're like, oh, gosh, I'm so busy. Like, I'm are yeah, you doing good. I'm, I'm busy. Crazy. I'm, I'm crazy, bu- busy. crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I think we wear that around as kind of a badge of honor because we're insecure, because we're you know, lonely because we're we have worth issues or security issues, insecurity issues. But I don't know that we really think we have a choice. Oh, I agreed. I think part of the problem is that we think that no one else will do it also. Mm. You know, there is that whole 80-20 rule of 80% of the, or 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And yep. it's really probably more like 10% of the people do 90% of the work. Yeah. Um, and so if somebody asks me to do something, there's that guilt of, oh, well, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Yeah. But you unpack that a little bit and really what you're doing is robbing someone else of the opportunity to get involved every time you say yes to something you can't take on. Yeah. And you are um, getting into that pride thing of it's all about me and Mm. I'm the only one who can do this because I'm the best, I'm the best person Mm. on the planet. And so nobody else can do it as well as I can. And it just, (laughs) it uncovers all of that sin nature Mm. that's in our hearts. Yeah. Well, sometimes I say yes to something just because I want to do it. Like, I want to do it. It's about me. It's about me having fun or me, you know, getting a, a pat on the back or me doing some kind of thing. Not because I'm afraid somebody else won't do it. That's a nicer thing. Uh, but I, I'm just like, well, I want to do it. So I'm going to say yes. But then all these other things have to um, fall away because I said yes to that one thing. Yeah. And that is what I haven't really put together until we're having this discussion that that's pride too it's just a different face of it yeah y'all know i love to read i love to listen to other podcasts i love you know all things leadership i love knowing why people do the things they do and lately i've been kind of focusing in on like why i feel so spent one reason is because i don't really have a good understanding of what my capacity is so that's mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. but the other thing is i i I think we have to think of our schedule and our times and our what we do and what we're called to do as emotional labor. Somebody used that term, and I was like, I, wow. I've never heard it. He said, you only have a finite amount of time and energy and resources and focus. You only have a limited number uh, amount of that every day. 
So at the beginning of the day, you have to be real intentional about the Mm -hmm. things you're going to spend your time and your attention and Mm -hmm. your focus on. Because if you don't, you're not going to drift toward God. That's for sure. You're going to drift away from him and you're going to end up doing things that really aren't what you're called to do or what you are gifted to do and those kinds of things. And so I've been trying to really take a look at my schedule and go, okay, emotionally, this is going to take this much emotional Uh energy. uh I have this much left. Now, how am I going to spend it? Uh And and that's spilling over into my life as a mom. Oh, yeah. As a friend. Oh, yeah. As a church member, you know, as an employee, all those things. And when you when you add that up at the end of the day, and I've started to try to think about that when I start my day, like, here's how much I've got and lay that before the Lord and say, Lord, this is a this is the emotional energy and focus and time and attention that I have today. How would you have me spend that? Well, and there's so many great ways you can spend that for him. Mm. You know, as Christians, we should care about abortion. Mm. That doesn't mean that every single one of us need to go and volunteer at our local um, abortion clinic to stand outside and encourage women not to have an abortion. Yeah. We should care about human trafficking. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that all of us should volunteer for an organization. But there are things we should care about. We're all called in as with the Great Commission to be evangelists. We're all called to spread the love of Christ and to tell others about him. That doesn't mean all of us are called to go do international missions. Mm. So there are things we should care about that we should give some emotional energy to, some prayers to, without actually saying yes to giving our time to. You just you just summed my struggle up in like four words. You said there's an amount that you can spend for him. And the amount that you can spend for me. It's all his. The amount that I feel worn out and spent, it's because I'm spending it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you look at your emotional labor and how much, you know, say you have 50 emotional dollars that you can spend every day. When, when I engage in the activities that I know God has called me to do mm-hmm. and the, the things that, that I feel gifted to do, <laughs> when I spend my emotional money in that way. Um, I I come out with I reap benefits from that, and it's more like an investment than it is an expenditure, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. when I'm doing it for me, that's when I'm just like get frustrated. I get because I, I'm realizing that I'm serving from a place of lack in my life, and when I'm serving God and He's my sufficiency, He fills me back up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But this takes intentionality. Yeah. And that is the thing that I never really got was that the drifting piece. I'm not trying to leave none of my emotional dollars or my physical self to my family. It just happens Mm. when I don't think about it. And something that helped me was there was this planner that you told me about, Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts out and it says, what are your top three for the day? Yeah. Something like that. And... I the days that I stopped and I went, what are my top three for the day? Okay, honoring, you know, let's say it was honoring God. And then it was like being uh, meeting the needs of my family. And then it was self some self-care. And then I broke down what I was doing that Mm. filled those. Am I really doing the things that I'm saying that I'm prioritizing? Am I really prioritizing these things? Because then you list the activities that you're doing to meet those priorities. And it was really eye-opening to me. Mm. And I realized, hey, being there to make dinner for my family and being with them 
is really important. Yeah. And if I'm gone on a tennis match or if I'm gone running an errand or hanging out with a friend, even though it's a fun thing, I, I'm not going to be there for that. Now, that's not always the case, right. but it was very helpful to look at my activities and see how do they line up to what I say mm. my priorities are. Yeah. And that was helpful to learn what I can say no to. Yeah. But I will say I can write down things on paper and have every intention and I still go off the rails. Sure. Because what I write down on paper is what I want people to see if they ever found my plan. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? You like, told us to burn those. Yeah. yeah. I, you have specific instructions to burn those. But um, but I think we're, there's just that performance thing in me that I want people to approve of my schedule every day. And, and, and I, I would say... Even your best intention, I've been praying this prayer for a little bit, and and God does it quite often to interrupt my schedule because we have become a culture that lets our schedule drive everything in our lives. We're so overscheduled. Our kids are overscheduled. They got too much, you know, and we have become a culture that lets the the schedule drive us instead of really what we feel called to do and our really big motivations. Now, there are days that I plan all that out and I'm intent on and God interrupts me and takes me in a total different mm-hmm. direction. At that point, you know what? I throw the planner out the window and say, hey, we'll try again yep. tomorrow. Yep. Because he will interrupt you and you can't plan everything. But I, I just want us to get to the point, number one, where we feel like we have a choice. And number two, where we're intentional about putting some things in place that are going to fill us back up. I, I have said this before on the podcast. I Nobody had ever asked me the question, what fills you back up? And I remember the first time I was asked that question, I was like, I don't know. Like, I think so many of us don't know what fills us back up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what fills its place? The scroll. Yeah. That don't fill us back up. That's avoiding something that you need to do. I've, for me, it is anyway. That's saying, avoiding. Saying yes to that is saying no to so many other things. A Netflix binge, I'm avoiding something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's me trying to pacify, give my, my emotional self a pacifier so I don't have to deal with a real issue. So I think that for me, I'm just, I'm trying to get more intentional and I'm not, I don't do it perfectly. I, I don't do anything perfectly, but I, I, I'm trying to get more intentional because I want at the end of the day, you know, when, when my life is over and God says, it's time for you to come to heaven, I do not want people to say she did a lot of stuff that meant nothing. Right. And I think we would all agree that we, at the end of our lives, we want to our lives to have mattered for God. And yet we spend so much time chasing the culture and so little time putting intentions in place to get us to that end goal that a lot of people are just letting life happen and we're drifting further and further and further away. I didn't mean to get on no, soapbox there. You know, I think that well, one of the things that I just thought of that um, is related to what you said is that we've said yes to a lot of things that maybe we should have said no to. And there are other things in our life that we need to say yes to. Mm. That it's not just that we need to say no. Mm. We need to say yes to some things and no to some of the things that are that we've already said yes to that we need to not be involved in anymore because we're doing things perhaps in our life that don't matter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we're missing out on those opportunities to say yes to things 
that do matter Mm -hmm. because we're doing things that don't matter. Yeah. Everything we do is a choice. Mm. When you say yes to this, it's probably no to something else. Mm -hmm. So I remember that book, The Best Yes. So Mm -hmm. what is the best yes in the moment? Yeah. That's powerful. That's why I think we need to be in community and accountability because I don't Mm -hmm. always choose wisely. I don't always choose the best yes. I, you know, and here it's not even the best yes. I will say it's it's the most, the most selfishly gratifying yes. Mm -hmm. Like if I had to be honest about it, sometimes I'll choose to go do something for me instead of serving my daughter or yeah serving in my community or serving somewhere else me too that's what i started with that's exactly it yeah and i think that we just got to lay that before god and let him sort that out because i think he will but i just i'm i'm so tired of being at the mercy of what we got to do you know we had a opportunity when the, the pandemic started that everything was taken off of our plate and i don't know if y'all said this but i did i said you know what i'm not going back i'm <laughs> not going back <laughs> i'm gonna be less busy when this is over you know and i mean it's not over yet but the, you know we're at a much better place than we were two years ago and what does my schedule look like it's probably crazier now than it's ever been and I said it, that to myself during the pandemic, and I knew very well that I was lying to myself <laughs> at the time. But you still said it. <laughs> we all did, didn't we? But yeah. the Lord was yeah. like, Kelly, that's not yeah. going to be the case. Yeah. And so what is the? what do you think is the secret sauce to living in the tension of being in a culture where we're supposed to make a difference that tells us to say yes to everything and our relationship with God? That's, that's a tension, you know, but. That's where good things grow, I think. Mm -hmm. So what is the secret sauce to staying um, close to God in that tension? I definitely do not know the secret sauce. (laughs) Here's what. Barbecue. Here's what's been working. (laughs) That's right. It's a mixture of ketchup and mustard. It's Chick-fil-A sauce. Here's what I have been doing that helps. And I don't always do it. Pray before Mm -hmm. every decision. I'm not trying to slap a spiritual band-aid over it. I'm being honest. I have to pray before every day. Should I go to the post office now, God? I mean, seriously, I'm not trying to be silly. I have to because every choice dictates a bunch of other choices. So for me, praying to see if I can't figure out what God's priorities are for me in that moment. That's the best I can do. Mm. Secret sauce. Agreed. Prayer. Yeah. I mean, prayer and daily time in God's word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God will help reveal to you his priorities if you are in constant communication with him. And that involves prayer and time in his word. Yeah. And I think he's pretty stinking clear about what he wants us to do. <laughs> We're not here for us. It's true. So if I, if, I, if I just had one filter, just one, Carol, here's your filter. That would be it. You're not here for you. Like, what, what does that even mean? Well, He's got a greater purpose for us than just living for ourselves and feeding our own selfish desires. Because I can be so self. I am so selfish. Not I can be. I am so selfish. And so when we lay that down and realize that we're not here for us, that God's got a greater purpose and plan, then I think we can begin to put those things in place that help us to live a life that not only glorify God, but that would serve our families well, that would serve our communities well, that would serve each other well, I think. 
And I think that's one of the reasons our culture has just become so divided because everybody's, let me get mine and hang on to it, you know. And we've forgotten how to love each other and serve each other. So I don't know. Anyway, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yep. How do you say no? How do you really filter things through life? If you've got ideas, tricks that you use, we'd love to hear from you. You can always email us at girltalkatthelightfm.org. You can check in on the Facebook page. Also have a girlfriend's group you can join. We'd love to hear from you there. I want to say thank you to our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee for their partnership. We could not do it without you folks. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast.